Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Believe in Clemson football with LeVon Kirkland. Welcome to Believe in Clemson Football with LeVon Kirkland. But he's not here. So it's with Alex Dodd. <laughs> and I'm <laughs> Will Vandervoort. Uh, Alex Dodd, who has filled in with us before in the past. And uh, now he's stepping up. LeVon, by the way, in case you're wondering. A little under the weather. So, uh, big guy, we hope you get better soon and feel better. And uh, Alex is coming in to pinch hit for you. Uh, while you're out this week. Hopefully we get you back next week, man, because next week's South Carolina game. And I got to have you for South Carolina game. I'm sorry. I got to have you, man. So you're going to have to get get better, okay? Because uh, we need you to talk garbage about South Carolina <laughs> next week when the when we start talking about the Clemson South Carolina game. Uh, but right now, filling in for Levant is Alex Dodd um, of the Rapid City Journal and uh, out of South Dakota. I like saying Wait. that, Alex, because now you are a colleague instead of um, instead of a, a student worker of mine or whatever. Now you're a colleague, man, and it's awesome, uh-huh. dude. Yeah, I mean, when you think of who you want to talk Clemson football, you think of the sports reporter from South Dakota. That's number one on the list. So, you know, I'm, I'm glad to be on the program, and I feel feel for you, LeVon. Hope you feel better because I like listening to podcasts too, and I want to hear you talk some some smack about the the uh, Clemson Carolina game slash Carolina Clemson game slash Palmetto Bowl. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll get to talking about that in a second too. But uh, for those out there who don't know, Alex is um, a long time. He's been in the business since he was twelve years old, and I've known him since then. He uh, ended up he went to Clemson, Clemson graduate, uh, worked with me at the Clemson Insider, um, and then um, you know has uh, you know stayed. Me, me and Alex have stayed in touch, and obviously and uh, and so Alex always comes in and pinches, pinches, pinch hits when we need him to. And so I appreciate that. And uh, I'm glad that he's on here and able to talk some Clemson football because Alex knows his Clemson football. He covered 
the national championship with me in 2018. He covered the national championship game uh, season with the uh, LSU uh, game in 2019. So Alex has experienced the ups and downs of Clemson football, uh, mostly the ups uh, because he is younger than most of us out there. And uh, so he uh, he's experienced a lot more ups than we have. But nonetheless, he's he's experienced it at the professional level in covering this team, the ins and outs of the program. So uh, so so you're going to get some good uh, feedback today from Alex. So Alex, I appreciate appreciate you coming in and talking uh, fo- Clemson football with me. It's good to be here, man. Excited to uh, run through everything and and step back into the, what feels like the old role now. You know, this is this is a sweet spot right here talking college football, so I'm excited for it. All right, man. So, hey, but, but uh, just so uh, give give people a little rundown of what we're going to talk about today. We're obviously we're going to discuss uh, the Clemson Miami game as the Tigers look to close out the ACC season against the Hurricanes this Saturday at 3:30 p.m. in the Valley. Uh, we'll also talk about uh, the uh, college football poll uh, rankings that were released on Tuesday night. Uh, me and Alex are going to kind of go through them. We're going to tell you talk about Clemson and Clemson's path to the college football playoff. Is, is there is there a path? And you know, do you need to really kind of start following it? Um, I think there might be, even though last week I told you there wasn't. So I wasn't caught up in the moment, I guess, and got a little emotional. Imagine that. Um, Will so, emotional? No. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, and then of course we're going to talk uh, uh, about the ACC championship game, which is now set between North Carolina and Clemson for December 3rd in Charlotte. Uh, so we'll get you a, kind of an early sneak peek of that. I know we still got Miami to talk about, and we still got the Gamecocks to talk about, but why not just bring in a little or, you know, a little foreshadowing of the ACC championship game? So those are all things we're going to talk about today. We're going to go through some news and notes as well as we get you started. But before we do all that, let me talk about our sponsors at betonline.ag. Yeah, as you know, basketball season now is in full swing. College basketball season began just a week ago or so. Now it's now – you saw some big games the other night, Kentucky, Michigan State, Kansas. Those guys are all playing now. Uh, of course, the Tigers are as they are off to a two-and-one start. We won't talk about what the one lost to. But regardless, uh, basketball season is now on the way. And so Bet Online has you covered when it comes to college and the NBA. So go to Bet Online. It remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchups, and info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events. That's the NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. So go to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, BELIEVE, B as in boy, L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Again, that's betonline.ag, betonline, where the game starts. Alex, you mentioned there in a, in a little bit, and so we go ahead and talk about it just because it's my podcast and we can do what we want to. Um, first of all, it's great to – I hope the people out there are enjoying that we're going to talk football and not spend the first 25 minutes of the podcast talking about Taylor Swift tickets. Um, and if you – You didn't get yours? Did you not get yours? You shut up. That shut sounds up. like a bitter fan. I man. mean, I turned on two different radio shows today, and that's how they spent the – I'm talking national radio shows, and you probably know which ones I'm talking about. And 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 they spent the, you know, the first 25 minutes talking about Taylor Swift when people want to talk about sports. 
if I want to go Taylor Swift, I'll go to SiriusXM pop music or whatever and talk to Taylor Smith, Taylor Swift, whatever her name is. Um, you know, I mean, it's just like, I'm like, okay, never mind. I don't want to get on that soapbox because I'll get on it. Uh, but regardless, you're here to talk. We're here to talk about football, and that's what we're here to do. And we're talking Clemson football specifically. And Alex, I put something on Twitter the other day because the Clemson Carolina game, the kick kickoff time was announced. Noon kick on ABC. Yes, you can hear the moans coming from Death Valley as all of Clemson Nation just like just is so down in the dumps that game's gonna be a day game. Us in the media, we're excited about it because we know we now we get an early early day and I'll actually I'm be excited home. about it. Yeah, I can I'll actually watch be, it before I have to do anything. So yeah, I'll be actually home at six o'clock in the night, you know, instead of two in the morning. Um, like I was last week. <laughs> so, you know, I mean not last week, but you know, Notre Dame game. Um, but so it's it's kind of nice for us. But I understand why the fans would want it to be a night game. I mean, I get it, I understand it. Um, but it is what it is. But the good news for Clemson fans, so they can get an understanding of it, it's on ABC, which means it's a nationally televised broadcast. It's actually the second best slot on the the the, the network channels. The the number one slot, of course, being primetime. But the second best slot for a football game on College Football Saturdays is the noon time slot. And yep. for noon nationally games, which is what this is, <laughs> noon nationally on ABC. So, um, but my whole point of bringing all that up is one of the news members I saw, he's like, they call it the Palmetto Bowl. And it, it irks me to hear it called the Palmetto Bowl. And and I know some media members don't care, you know, that, you know, they don't really care if it's called the Palmetto Bowl or not. And I get that. That's fine. Um, some that are born in the state, they don't care. I get that. That's fine too. They have their opinion. I personally hate it. I can't stand calling it the Palmetto Bowl because it was not called the Palmetto Bowl. And if somebody out there says it to you, it was, they're remembering incorrectly because there is no time in my youth that I ever heard the word Palmetto Bowl used in any reference to the Clemson Carolina game at all. And yes, I said the Carolina game, guys, guys, because I'm from the state of South Carolina and I don't mind calling Carolina, Carolina. They actually put Carolina on their chest. They actually promote Carolina more than North Carolina does. North Carolina puts North Carolina on their chest. And, you know, so South Carolina was the original colony of the two. Um, so if we want to go way back <laughs> there, we can. Uh, so I call – I am a proud – South. was in Charleston. The capital, the capital was, was in Charleston. I am a proud South Carolinian. And I say Carolina. I mean – and I, I don't like the Gamecocks. Everybody knows that. That knows me. But – I'm a proud South Carolinian, so when I say Carolina, I mean South Carolina. And when I say yep. North Carolina, I say North Carolina. That's how I say it. So that's how I'm saying it, and if you don't like it, screw you. This is my podcast, and I can do what I want to. So, <laughs> so, and you know who I'm talking to on Twitter. Um, you know, so, like, I said what I call it, and that's what I called it as a kid. That's what everybody that I grew up with called it. That's what – my stepfather called it. He called it the Clemson Carolina game. By the way, he's a Clemson cadet. He went to Clemson A&M College. So don't come at me saying I don't know what Clemson stuff is because I know probably more than you do uh, when it comes to Clemson. And, and, you know, and so he 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 called it Clemson Carolina. That's why I call it Clemson Carolina. And that's the game what? That's what it, that's what it is. I got a book right here behind me. It's called Carolina Clemson. It's a book right here. Alex, you see the book, right? And then there's another book I got in my in my office upstairs, and it says Carolina Clemson, Clemson Carolina, basically however you want to call it. 
No, yep. neither one of these books, by the way, does it say anywhere in these books, does it say Palmetto Bowl? Not a single one of them says Palmetto Bowl. Um, and so my whole point to all this is that it it got it didn't get started called Pal- Palmetto Bowl till the Palmetto Cup series started, was one, and then ESPN started calling it the Palmetto Bowl. And that's how it got started. And it, I think officially, I don't know if it's official or not, but then everybody started catching on around 2014-15 range. And yep. that's when everybody started using it. So if somebody out there tells you, oh, they've been doing it the whole time. No, that's not true. They have not. That's what you call, you You think Twitter is what started the world. And, and because it was on Twitter, it had to be true, as that's when it started. Because, <laughs> Alex, come on, you grew up in the upstate. Did you ever hear before 2014 or 15 somebody call it the Palmetto Bowl? Oh no! It was always called Clemson Carolina or Carolina Clemson, and it depended on which you know which side of the the rivalry you grew up on, which name went first in the in the saying. I exactly, mean, that's what it always was. Yeah, and- I still call it Clemson Carolina or Carolina Clemson, and I mean I googled this, and it didn't even start being called the Palmetto Bowl till twenty till the twenty fifteen game. That was like the agreement between Ray Tanner and Radakovich or whatever. But nobody yeah. else that that has a, no history in the rivalry. Right. So, see, that's my point. It's like, and, and you know, and if you want to call it Clemson, South Carolina, I'm fine with that. I don't care if you do. I call it Clemson, Carolina. So that's why I said don't come at me. I call it whatever the hell I want to, um, you know. So, but, you know, but I'm not ever, Alex, you know me. You know how stubborn I am. I will never write any of my stories Palmetto Bowl. It will never I, be I written. This is the same guy who calls who calls uh, <laughs> the stadium that Wake Forest plays in Grove Stadium. It hasn't been Grove Stadium in 20 years. It's still Grove Stadium to me. I mean, officially, it's Grove. St- it's like Frank Howard Field. It's still got that name on it, so it's still that name. But they you, like to you see- probably still call uh, Acrisure Field Heinz Field. I mean, that's just well, how you I do, I do because yes, and so do every Steelers fan. But in reality, though, that's not called like like Grove Stadium is named after a person, so it's still there, right? right. It's still right. there. It's just called it's Grove Stadium, and they call it Truist Field or whatever they call it, and that's fine. But I'm gonna call it Grove Stadium. That's just because that's what I've always known it to be. Um, just like if somebody came in and started calling it Coca-Cola f- Field instead of Death Valley, what's Clemson fans gonna call it? Death Valley. They're gonna call it Death Valley. They're not gonna call it Coca-Cola Field. Why do you think? Probably nobody wants to sponsor. Why Clemson can't get a sponsor for that? Because I guarantee you, I don't know for sure, but I bet you ten to one Clemson's tried to sponsor it out, but they know. <laughs> Ain't a single fan gonna ever call it Coca-Cola Field or whatever <laughs> field. You know what I'm saying? They're you know, they're gonna call it like people don't even you know how many Clemson fans probably don't know that Memorial Stadium is also known as Frank Howard Field. Oh, there's probably I'd say fifteen or twenty percent maybe know that. It's yes, definitely exactly. 85 percent know it as as Death Valley. Yeah, and I'm glad Clemson put on the stadium that you know that it's they put on the new scoreboard or the video board they put frank howard field there uh, i'm glad they did that so it stands out more um yeah. but there's a lot of people that probably don't know that now you know and i'm not saying everybody i'm just saying there's probably a lot that didn't know that and um because it's known more as death valley the moniker death valley is said more and that's why and i'm sure lsu probably would have the same problem or has had the same problem because you notice everybody else sells their stadiums fields you know, but but not Clemson and not, you know, everybody else kind of does, you know, it's, it's named whatever it is. Um, I'm not saying everybody does that. And Clemson may not have tried, but maybe that's one reason why they don't. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not in those marketing rooms. So I don't know what they're trying and trying not to do. 
But I could tell you, if Death Valley ever got called whatever, whatever field, I could tell you Clemson Nation would never call it that. Am I right? Yeah, you're right. You're yes. right. So <laughs> and so that's kind of where I'm at with Palmetto Bowl. It's like all of a sudden for a hundred years, it's known as Clemson Carolina game, or for a South Carolina perspective, it's called Carolina Clemson game. And all of a sudden, you know, right here, you know, around 120 years old, well, let's call it the Carolina Bowl. And that's what it's always been, kid. And I have people at me with trophies. Well, it's called the Carolina Bowl, the Palmetto Bowl on the trophy. I'm like, yeah, the, yeah that trophy, trophy didn't get started until 2015, dude. The, the trophy that has a palm tree on it doesn't even have yeah, a palmetto tree. Yeah, it's a it. freaking palm tree. It's not even a palmetto tree. And it's like, like Floridian made that trophy look yeah, like. <laughs> yeah, it's like, and I'm, and I'm like, you know what? In 100 years, if they call it the damn Palmetto Bowl when I'm dead and gone, that's fine. I don't care. But while I'm alive, I'm calling it Clemson, Carolina. You know, I mean, it is what it is. Then it'll be a tradition. It'll be, they've been calling it for a hundred years, you know, whatever, but I'll be dead. So it won't matter at that point. So I'm just saying, it's like, you know, I know I, I, out of my, the good news is what I loved about that tweet is a good majority of Clemson people and, and South Carolina people I'll keep in mind and Gamecock fans agreed yeah. with me. They agreed. Yeah, it's definitely me. not, it's definitely not a one-sided thing. I mean, I, I feel like both, fan bases especially the parts of the fan base that have actual ties to the area those are the people who are who are sticking up for the the actual name of the rivalry carolina clemson Clemson, right and the reason to make get point of this to make my point here the reason alex is because this rivalry has enough hate that it doesn't need to have a damn name yep and some people are saying well you know alabama auburn they call it the iron bowl and i'm like well you know it's always been called the iron bowl though because it was like, played in Birmingham it, it, for a number of years. That's why. And, and that's a very good point. The Iron City. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was the Iron City, and it was it was they played in their stadium there, and it was a neutral field technically, if you want to call it that. Um, you know, it was a neutral field, and they called the Iron Ball. Makes sense. But that, that's what they've always called it. So I don't care. That's what I've always known it to be, right? We've known that game is nothing else but the Iron Ball, right? Yeah. Okay. So all of a sudden, if Alabama Auburn just starts calling it the, you know, the iron the the Alabama Auburn game, all of a sudden, you know, I think people probably there would be like not like that. They're like, why don't we call it the Iron Bowl? Well, a, a good point of it too is it's like Texas and OU. Mm-hmm. I I still know it as Texas OU, but they've had ten different names for it in the last fifteen years. The Red River Rivalry, Red River Shootout, Red River Showdown, Red River Classic. They change it every year. Yeah. But people still know it as Texas OU or OU Texas. Yeah. I mean, that's that's probably the, the best comparison to it. Those people don't want to. Well, the Georgia-Florida uh, game is called the, you know, the, large, the world's largest world's outdoor largest cocktail party. Outdoor and they've tried to change it, but nobody calls it that. I mean, it's still called the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. You yeah. know, nobody has gone with what the two schools suggested because they don't want to pr- promote drinking. And I get that. But the fans don't care, and so the fans of both schools still call it the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. Well, you know, if they if they changed the name, people would stop drinking before the game. So Maybe they would. Yeah, that would cause it. So, and then and then I, you know, then people say, well, Clemson. They've always called the Clemson NC State game the Textile Bowl. Okay, honestly, tell me any one person you know that's ever called that game the Textile Bowl. I mean, I've known as the Textile Bowl my whole life, and I've never called it the Textile Bowl. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. So now all of a sudden we just got to start they, calling the When Clemson. NC State beat Clemson last year, they, they had to let go searching for the Textile Bowl trophy because I think people forgot it existed. Exactly. Like, 
like go on a massive manhunt for that thing. Uh, yeah, they did, and and it now it's back they don't to Clemson. Even make textiles in that area anymore. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's just you know, and then the Clemson Carolina game just doesn't need a name, and so you know it just. It doesn't need it, and you know you can call it whatever you want to. I'm not telling that we all have our own things we want to do, but I'm telling you, from my opinion, it doesn't need to be called. So the whole thing started. I put out the tweet that just said to note to all media from not from the state of South Carolina, and I did that because I just hate hearing them say the Palmetto Bowl. It irks me. I have to hear it, you know, because of the field that I'm in. Um, you know, I can't walk away from it. Get away from it. So it irks me every time I hear. So I like to educate them and say nobody. Most of the fan bases, both sides, do not like calling it Carolina Clemson. I mean, excuse me, Palmetto Bowl. They call it. They like calling it Carolina Clemson or Clemson Carolina. So, and there's enough hate in this rivalry for that. It doesn't need a name. That's my whole point. All of it. It doesn't need a name. All right, I'm off my soapbox. I'm done. I'm done talking about it. I, I, I know some of you out there don't agree with me, and that's fine. And I know some of you out there do agree with me, and I welcome that. And so, um. But we're all still friends. We're all still Tigers and Gamecocks or whatever, and uh, we'll uh, we'll get together for a, for a, for a, th- a late Thanksgiving meal on November twenty sixth um, when the Tigers and Gamecocks play at noon. Uh, other 10 news, if anybody's curious, <laughs> yeah, Alex is going to be watching at ten a.m. He'll be in his all orange watching that uh, that game. Him and the misses. I imagine, I imagine Rachel will be geared up for She'll it. probably wake up the first time that I yell at the TV. That's probably <laughs> the way to go. <laughs> um, speaking of, of Clemson, uh, just a little news and notes. Um, we want to give a shout-out to Barrett Carter, named uh, linebacker of the week by the Atlantic Coast Conference. What a well of a game he played last week. Yeah. Um, eight tackles, six solo tackles three tackles for a loss, two sacks, a pass deflection, and an interception, and oh, by the way, and a hurdle. Um, and, that's a hur- just the, and that's the Barrett Carter that everybody's wanted to see since the day he stepped on campus. I mean, that's that's who he was sold to be, and that's who he was on Saturday, and it was fun to watch. It, it was fun to watch. And Alex, by the way, who had the better hurdle? Was it Shipley or was it Barrett Carter? Now, hold on before you say anything. Me and Barrett were talking at the end of the game with some other media members, and, and he got asked at the end of it about it, and he says, you know, I'm going to go with the defensive guy because nobody ever gives a defensive guy credit. And I said, you're right. They don't. And I'm a defensive guy and I'm with you, buddy. So I'm to me, Barrett Carter's more impressive because not only did he hurdle the running back, he hurdled them and then went and made the sack. That's impressive. I mean, it was amazing. It was amazing. He had to go chase down a guy. So he had to like hurdle and chase down a guy. Just keep that in mind. But then, then you look at Shipley's, and not only does he hurdle the guy, but he gets sandwiched and then plows into the end zone. I mean, that's that gave me gave me serious James Davis Florida State vibes. Uh, seeing him go into the end zone right there, that same area of the fa- of the field. Except James zone. Davis didn't hurdle anybody. Yeah, he just drugged somebody. If James <laughs> Davis would have hurdled somebody, that would that would have been amazing. <laughs> yeah, I don't think James Davis has those hops. That well, that would have been a lot of up for a big fella. JD, I, JD, if you're listening, man, I love you. You know that, but I don't think you had those kind of hops, man. At least I <laughs> never gave, saw it when it you played. Me, it gave me similar vibes, just in terms of a, a dominant play by by a Clemson running back. Yeah, like, no, no. It was, don't get me wrong, uh, you know, if I call Barrett Carter's uh, a 10, I'm going to call Will Shipley a 9.9. You know, I mean, they're they're right there. But I have to go – I look, I'm going with the defensive guy because you know why. 
I'm just a, I'm don't a, expect a defensive. I mean, it's I guess it's maybe more impressive to see a defensive I, guy hurdle somebody. Yeah, but Alex, let's be honest. You know, this podcast is called what? <laughs> Believe in clips of football with Levon Kirkland. And what <laughs> position did Levon Kirkland play? <laughs> <laughs> I think I know what Levon's vote is is probably going to be, but I think he'd, he'd give one his props for that run too. No, I mean we've got Will Shipley did was amazing, but I think Barrett Carter needs to be like they need to like do a little thing like what what would they do if Barrett if you Barrett Carter what would you put on up you know because I mean dude he had jumped over a running back who's trying to cut his legs out from underneath him just jumped <laughs> over his whole body effortlessly and, effortlessly and went and chased down the quarterback the quarterback's like hold on a second. I thought he was getting chopped. Yeah, that's How- when when you're the quarterback and you see that happen. That's when you just fold up into the armadillo right there. It's yeah, you armadillo. Just, yeah, you, <laughs> I'm gonna leave that alone um, because there's a certain when you say that there's a certain memory that pops in my head, um, and I won't. Um, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say any names. Uh, but in- <laughs> I'll leave that alone for this. I know what day. you're talking about, but uh, yeah, plowing ahead. <laughs> We're plowing ahead. Uh, Clemson, by the way, uh, plays Miami this weekend. Um, it's senior day, so come on out and get there early. Kind of say thank you to these seniors as they try to uh, continue their undefeated run. They can win out. They'll be 26-0 and as seniors. Um, and it, amazing statistic, Ross has put this in his notes all year, Alex, is this currently every member on this Clemson football team has never lost a home game. That's amazing. I should say has not, especially with the COVID years. With yes. the COVID years, it makes it even more impressive. Yeah, and so that that's just impressive to me that uh, that, and that's why I think I hope people remember when you look at this run Clemson's on, that they had to do one year during the COVID season, and to still be able to win every home game was impressive. Um, it's one of the best runs in the history of college football. I mean, they're fifty-eight and one since the start of two thousand fourteen season. 60 and one going back to the 2013 season. So 60 and if it one. Wasn't for, if it wasn't for Pitt, Clemson would own the all time record. Yeah. Because the all time record is 58 games. Clemson's 58 and one. So it don't, it's not hard to do the math there. <laughs> that they would have owned the record had it not been for the shovel pass. <laughs> the shovel pass that haunts Brent Venables to this very day. <laughs> yeah. He's still thinking about it, and he's got bigger problems right now. He is still thinking about it. Um, you know, so uh, but anyway, uh we'll we'll get into a little bit more of that here in a second. But you know, uh, Clemson plays Miami today, uh excuse me, today, uh Saturday. Uh nine and one Tigers, seven and zero in the ACC. They look to go eight and zero. Um, believe this would be only the what is it the fourth time in or the hold on the, the, the Tigers look to join record Florida State. Okay, so if they can, a lot of things can happen if Clemson wins. They can win their twelfth consecutive ten win season, which would put them third place. They're still in third place all time, only by floor by Alabama, who's going to break the record this year because Alabama's eight and two right now. In their last two games, they're going to win both. So Alabama, Alabama's going to get there, um, and then um, it would have been amazing. if they would have lost that Ole Miss game last week, though that would have been in jeopardy. Uh, I mean, they've they've had their uh, their opportunities to to lose that streak this year. Yeah, but... just like Clemson did last year, right? Yep. Um, yep. But uh, so Clemson could tie it. If Florida State currently, Alabama, and Florida State are currently tied with the record fourteen years in a row. 
Alabama's going to own it solo here pretty soon. Um, so uh, then Florida, then Clemson comes in right after that, and nobody else is even close after that. So yeah, uh, it's an amazing streak. Um, you know that Clemson is a part of and doing, and so you need to appreciate it, man. These are the good old days, as they like to say, as Dabo likes to say. Um, yeah. They can also win eight. As I mentioned before, go eight no in the ACC. They did that in 2015. They did that in 2018, 2019, 2000 now and 2020. So now I'm mean, excuse me in 2019. So now and now 2022. So this will be the fourth time they can go eight no in ACC play. It's not an easy thing to do. Um, so um, you know the Tigers are trying to get to eight no. Uh, for the fourth time since 2015 uh, in conference play. Um, Clemson has been undefeated, though. Let's see. They're going for a win Saturday will allow the Tigers regular season conference play to end in the ACC with a perfect record for the ninth time in program history. Joining the 1967 team that was 6-0, the 1978 team that was 6-0, the 1981 team was 6-0, the 1982 team was 6-0, the 1983 team was 7-0, the 19, and then, of course, as I mentioned, 2015, 18, and 19 were both 8-0. So um, pretty impressive streaks uh, that are, that are you know, they, I, I shouldn't say streaks as much as, I guess, accomplishments. These can be an impressive accomplishment. One's a streak, and that's the 10-win season thing, and the other is the others are just, you know, you're reaching a milestone that doesn't have – I mean, it's not – Alex, tell me if I'm wrong. It's not easy winning conference games. No, no, it's not. I mean, especially, I mean, this year, uh, there have been a, a lot of teams in, in the ACC who have kind of beat up on each other. There have been some games that Clemson's been in where that have been tight games that have been, you know, at Florida State. <clears throat> Florida State came almost all the way back in that one. I mean, there have been some some hurdles Clemson's had to get over this season to, to reach that milestone. So it's not easy to win, period. But it's definitely not easy to win against teams that know a lot about about a lot about each other. Oh, absolutely. So, you know, um, we're gonna get into the Miami game in just a little bit. All right, Alex, college football playoffs poll came out last night. Mm-hmm. Um, and no surprise, Georgia number one. No surprise there. Um, no surprise, Ohio State number two. Um, no surprise, Michigan number three. And no surprise, TCU's number four. And I don't think anybody's surprised that Tennessee's number five. So, with the top five, I have no issues with. Oh, I'm the same way. I mean, I feel like that's pretty much chalk. Yeah, for that, that's for the time being, I think that's fine. Now, six through ten, I have issues with. Now, <laughs> As do I. Yes. Now, a lot of people, Clemson, by the way, in case you're wondering, number nine. <laughs> uh, number six is LSU. Seven, Southern Cal. Alabama's number eight. Number nine is Clemson. And then number 10 is Utah. Now, I don't have any issues. The one I don't have an issue with, like a lot of people have made it a big deal when I was listening to radio today, is they're talking about Alabama as the head of Clemson. And I'm like, okay, but you know why it's not a big deal to me? Because if Clemson goes to the AC Championship game and wins, they're going to jump Alabama automatically. Right. So that doesn't matter to me. So Alabama, it's really just you can vice versa. It's switch them in or out if you want to. Yeah. I the, feel like those, I feel like those two. You know, if this were like the AP or the the coaches poll where you have the points beside, it would be a very slim point margin separating those two. Right, and we know I mean, Clemson. It, it if really, Clemson it, it gets really that data, like A8B. Right, and if Clemson gets that data point, they're going to jump them. I mean, right. th- I mean that's just that's that that it is what it is. So Alabama is not an issue. 
where Alabama is. It's just a, Alabama's a placeholder right now, basically. That's all they are. They're just a placeholder. Alabama's yep. not getting into the college football playoff. Everybody knows that. They're not getting in. There's no way – there's no scenario that Alabama can get into the college football playoff. There's none. Right. Two you losses. Know. You've already lost your division. So two And the two people yeah. – the two SEC teams ahead, right ahead of you, you lost to. Yep. You lost both those games. So, yep. you know, that there's nothing you can do about it if you're Alabama. You're kind of done. Now – Here's where I have a problem. Why is Southern Cal ahead of Clemson? Southern Cal's played two teams with winning records to this point. Two. The committee has made a very point-blank statement that they want Southern Cal in before Clemson. Yep. They've they've made a point to say if it comes down to Southern Cal and Clemson getting in the playoff, if both teams win their conference and chaos happens ahead of them, Southern Cal is getting in over Clemson. That, yep. that they have made that point with this ranking, don't you? Do oh, you? absolutely. Because it's two absolutely. weeks in a row. They could have switched it up this week. You know, you know, they could have like put said, well, you know, Clemson has the better because Clemson has the better resume of the two. Yeah. Well, that's that's where I feel like having Alabama in between those two teams hurts Clemson. Is yeah, you're right. They can't flip flop with Alabama, but what what you're saying by putting Southern Cal two spots ahead is that Clemson can't pass them. That yeah. Southern Cal would have to lose in order for Clemson to pass them. That's what that's the statement they made by putting them seven and Clemson nine. So exactly. it, it's not that I have an issue of of Alabama being ahead of Clemson, like you're saying. It's it's the order of those three teams mm-hmm. and putting Southern Cal two spots ahead of Clemson that that is the issue. Exactly. And so if you're Clemson, you're sitting there like, how can that be? How can they be ahead of us when we're nine and one? They're nine and one. Um, to this point, right now, they don't have the same common opponent. That'll happen when Southern Cal plays Notre Dame in the season finale. But these rankings aren't based on what you think can happen in the future. They're based on what's happened, what's already happened, right? So yep. that's what it's supposed to be. So if you're going based on what's already happened, Southern Cal has no wins against ranked opponents. None. Right. They've only beaten two teams with winning records. And well, they they did beat Oregon State, who the committee ranked twenty third this week. Well, how convenient is that? Seventeen to fourteen, and this is the biggest issue that I have with the college football playoff committee generally, is that it seems to me that what they do with spots eleven to twenty five is that they boost the resumes of the teams that they want to be in the top five, or the top, and that's 10. what it seems like they've done, or the top ten. That seems yeah. what they've done the entire time these rankings have been in existence. Yep. It's not supposed to be what they do. They're supposed to go 25 to 1 and not worry about what's in front, not prove a point. But it certainly seems that when the committee gets in the room, that they look and say, yeah, you know what, Southern Cal, they're 9 and 1. It'd be really good if we could get them back in the mix in college football playoff. Uh, Oregon State, uh, they're 7 and 3. They're, you know, whatever. Let, let's go ahead and throw them at 23 so Southern Cal has a ranked win. Right. I and mean, that's, cert- that's certainly what it seems like they do. Well, I'm not saying that's what they do, but it, it seems to me they try to prove points. They try to prove points. Over rankings. Oh, there's no doubt. So here's the two teams that have winning rank, winning records, Don. Just they only they only have okay, I'm gonna go through their schedule, okay? Yeah. Southern Cal. They uh they beat Rice sixty six to fourteen. Rice has a losing record. They beat Stanford forty one to twenty eight. Stanford has a losing record. They beat Fresno State forty five to seventeen. Fresno State has a losing record. They beat Oregon State 17-14. That's their best win technically. Seven, you know, Oregon State seven and three. Uh 
They beat Arizona State 42 to 25. Arizona State has a losing record. Um, They beat Washington State 30 to 14. Um, Washington State has a winning record, by the way. So that's six and they're six and four. So that's their other one. Then they lost to Utah, the only the only team they had that could have given them a much better win. They lost to them, and Utah's number ten in this week's rankings. Um, and so it's interesting because Utah is still ranked below Southern Cal, yet LSU's ranked. Uh, hold on, how am I getting this All right? Tennessee's ranked ahead of LSU as they should be, um, but yet the other way around, Southern Cal's ranked ahead of Utah, which Makes no sense to me. Um, it's just, it, I mean, Utah's a two-loss team, but I mean, they seem like they don't seem—they don't seem to care too much about having an extra loss. Right, and, and we're going to get into that too. Um, that's, and then, the, that's that's the beef. Then <laughs> they have a losing record. They beat Arizona forty-five to thirty-seven, who has a losing record. They beat California forty-one thirty-five, who has a losing record. And then they beat Colorado, who's just god awful, fifty-five to seventeen. And oh, don't give me this. Well, Clemson. Hasn't dominated people. Crap. Okay. Here's Southern Cal, as I mentioned yeah. earlier. Um, Oregon State, 17-14. Barely won. Um, yeah, it's real tough to play up in Corvallis. I mean, they when and, you it think probably, and it probably is. But, 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 I mean, still, you it's know, if you're going to use the argument, still. Clemson, well, they've looked better in their wins than Clemson. Well, I'm proving the point that they have it. Um by the way, so they end up winning by three points there. They won, they beat Arizona State by 17, but that game was closer than 17 points for the majority yeah. of the game. Yep. Um, I know because I was watching it. Yeah. Um, Washington State, they beat 30 to 14. That game is a 17 14 game going into the fourth quarter. Yep. Um, they beat Arizona 35 45 37. That game was back and forth the whole time. Arizona State was right there. They, were, they never got bigger than eight-point lead on Arizona State, really. Um, and then California was a six-point game, another game that went back and forth that they didn't just weren't in total control of the game over. Um, so, you know, don't give me this. So how many games is that? That's one, two, three, four, five. That's five games of their nine wins that they were not in control of. That yep. they that 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 those were could, games could have gone either way, okay. So we'll look at Clemson because that's the argument everybody wants to make. <laughs> we'll look at Clemson. Um, Clemson destroyed Georgia Tech. They just they beat Furman. Um, they beat the snot out of Cle- uh, La Tech. Game was never in doubt. Okay, Wake Forest game was in doubt. Obviously, went to overtime, double overtime. Um, Clemson had co- total control of that NC State game. The score was not yep. closer. You know, that was 30 to set 13 before NC State scored in the final minute. Clemson's got to learn to close things out on defense. They got to start. This is uh, generally, it's, right. it seems like everything seems to go haywire when, when that uh, Joey Batson video. Now, plays. Boston College game, they end up winning by 28 points. <laughs> the Boston College game, I can't believe you said that. Uh, Boston College game, they were up, they, they only were up seven at halftime. They didn't play very good in the first half. They ended up winning by 28. But I'm going to go ahead and say the Boston College game counts as one of those ones that you didn't look good. I'm going to go ahead and yeah. count it like that wasn't a – you know, you didn't look good. They look sloppy. In the they look sloppy. I mean, you could say La Tech too, but they were still up 28 in the third quarter on La Tech. So, I'm not – And you had the you had the block field goal, fumble, field yeah, goal. Yeah, I mean, you know. I mean, you had a lot of weird, kooky stuff in that Florida game. State game, Clemson was up 
what, uh, 21 points on Florida State or something like that? Yeah, Clemson shut the door five minutes into the third quarter and then let them slip back in. They let them – the score looks closer than it was. I mean, Florida State scored and was doing an onside it, kick. Even when they scored, I mean, they would have had to get an onside kick. So, to, I'm not going to give – yeah, the defense didn't close it out, but I'm not saying that one. I, I say Boston College is more you didn't play good and – you know, you let a team hang around that you shouldn't like that more than Florida State. Florida State, I thought Clemson controlled the game. I thought so, too. Yeah. So, you know, um, and then, of course, Syracuse. So, that's three. Um, and that's it. Clemson controlled the game against Louisville. So, um, so Clemson had three. Southern Cal had five. So, their argument is that Southern Cal's look better in their wins than Clemson, but that's not accurate. Well, you also think that it seems maybe that the committee is – a looking ahead to the two ranked games. That's that exactly what they're doing. That's A. And B that they're doing this thing they always do where they give somebody more credit for a, a quality loss. Where, yes, because their loss is to Utah. One, they lost by one point on the road to a top ten team. And that's better than Clemson getting the break speed off of them by a top twenty team on the road. So that they're given more credit for the loss than how you've looked in your wins. And that's not how it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be a resume overall. You look at everything. Yeah, you're supposed to look at the complete picture. Yeah. And they, I think – seem to, A lot of times this committee seems to pick and choose what they like. I mean, even with TCU. I mean, TCU's in the top four this week. Mm-hmm. But Mitty talked about how, well, they haven't really looked like a complete football team. You know, Their defense hasn't played that great. Their defense played great this week. And their offense didn't look that good, but they get the bonus point. You know, it's, it's one week they're – they don't like one part of the team the next week. They don't like the other part, but, you know, the good outweighs the bad and they take them. I mean, it, it's really a picking and choosing of what metrics they want. It, it, it is. It's not consistent. It's not consistent what they want out of the metrics. It's it's not. You're totally right. And, and that kind of brings me to my next point because all I hear is, well, this is why it's going to be great when they expand to 12 teams. No, it's not. You know why, Alex? You know why it's not going to be great when they expand to 12 teams? Why is that? Because then everybody's going to want to say, well, what about 13 through 16? I mean, the 13 through 16 teams deserve to be in the playoffs, too. <laughs> You're not wrong. I mean, the FCS plays a 2014 playoff. Yeah. And th- well, I mean, how long until how long until they're clamoring for a 2014 playoff? Not when long. You that, when you have that, why don't you have 25? I mean, there's 25 in the rankings, so why not give the number one – Team a, a two round by and have twenty five teams. Well, or or hey, let's just you know what? Let's just go to thirty two. Let's, let's go to thirty two. Three regular season games. Let's play only conference games. Yeah, it's going to happen. Nobody's going to be satisfied with anything, and so for it's people, human to, nature. It's, yeah, it's human, human nature. You want more after you when once you, just like the NFL playoffs. It's like you know, the NFL playoffs for years was, you know, it was uh, the division champs and two wild card teams, and that's it. You know, and then it was the division champs and then four wild card teams. And now well, we're like baseball. look what they've done in major league baseball. Half yeah. the teams in the league get to go to the playoffs. Right. The NBA, heck, the NBA, you could be twenty games under five hundred and you're going to the playoffs. Yeah, which is ridiculous. But that's what we're the world we're in now because everybody gets a trophy. Well, it, it, it's it, also everybody wants a piece of the pie and they know that the more you expand this, it's not like people are going to stop watching it just because those first-round games are blowouts. People are still going to watch it, so they're still going to be raking in money. I mean, the the ratings are going to speak for themselves. You just said what it is. You said exactly what it's all about. It's about money. 
and it the isn't a, that they it make, isn't about saying well you know we think those top six teams those two teams five and six deserve a shot to win the national title it had nothing to do with that it ain't got yeah. a thing to do with that no, it's it all you know it it's all about the mighty dollar it, it doesn't because you look at the first round scores in the semifinal games and the spread between those games, and you know that it's not going to make a difference to add two more teams in because you add four right now, and two of them get blown out every year. Yeah, I can guarantee it. And you know, and and that's going to happen this year. I can guarantee one of the games, semifinal games, will be a blowout. One of them yeah, will, maybe both. Michigan or Ohio State are going to be playing in it. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> See, I didn't take the shot at Ohio State this time. Um, I, I mean, maybe maybe they could prove me wrong. They could prove me wrong. But C.J. Stroud didn't look too hot in that cold weather. Well, I'm just going to say this. Okay, and now we're going to go down to the playoff path because Clemson does have a path to get in, okay? It's a, it is a small path. They're going to have to thread the needle. I don't know if it's a small path. I, I think it's a doable path. Here's why. It's doable. Here's why. Okay, so we know who – we know Georgia's in regardless. Georgia's in. We know Michigan-Ohio State winner is in. Right? I mean – I think we're all confident in saying that. Pending, pending catastrophe. Pending, pending major Georgia Tech plays the greatest game in the history of college football. Or or <laughs> Illinois somehow beats Ohio State-Michigan in the Big Ten championship game. I don't know how that's going to happen. Because um, all they do is punt over in that division. Um, you know, it's the punting division. <laughs> it's, it's like 1986 football over there. Um, so, anyway, so – you you feel like that's two of your teams, right? Right. All right. So then I'm still, I'm still. You know, maybe I'm the only one left. I still believe TCU is going to lose to somebody. They got three games, and it could happen this week at Baylor. For people who don't know, and we know this only because Alex, our good friend Alexis, is a, a diehard, diehard Baylor grad. Baylor and TCU's a rivalry. Yeah, it, it is. is it is a big – it's Carolina-Clemson kind of rivalry. They hate well, it. I mean, you got two two Christian schools in the heart of Texas. I mean, why wouldn't it be? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they do not like each other at all. And this is a rivalry game, and Texas Christian is going to Baylor, who Baylor's not having a great year. They're 6-4, and four, but it's a rivalry game on the road. And it's not like Texas Christian's – I mean, excuse me, Baylor's awful either. They're capable of having a day where if they – they play well. And by the way, TCU is not elite in the sense that if they don't play their A game, they could lose. I mean, they've that, almost that, lost to West Virginia. They've almost lost to these other I mean, games. The last, the last two weeks. They should have lost to Kansas State. I mean, really, the last two weeks, uh, Max Max Duggan has, hasn't looked that great. I mean, he – but they've, they've found a way to make up for it on the other side. I give them credit for finding ways to win. I don't know that that's sustainable. I mean, I credit them. For no, you're right. Finding a way who do they remind you of in that sense? That would be a team who wears orange and has a top paw on their helmet. Because yeah. that's what Clemson was doing early in the year. They were winning, and they were finding different ways to win, and that's a mark of a good team. But it's not the mark of a great team, right? right. A dominant team, an elite team like Georgia, like Ohio State, you know, like with the way those at guys some, go and dominate. At some point, if you are a great team, you find a way to get past that, and those margins get a little bit wider. Exactly. And you have a little bit more breathing room. And TCU hasn't done that. I mean, shoot, that that was about the ugliest football game I've seen in a while. Texas game last week? Play Texas. Yeah. And it wasn't just because guys were playing great defense either. It was because 
quarterbacks were sailing balls and it was an awful game. We're missing blocks. I mean, it was just a sloppy football game. It wasn't a hard nosed defensive battle. Like it wasn't. People. It wasn't Steelers Ravens like back in the day when it was just those. They were breaking each other's noses and hitting each other. And it ain't like that. It's just like it wasn't even. It wasn't even Clemson Auburn in 2017. Okay, I mean, that's 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 a good that's a good that. description. Um, it wasn't even that. Yeah, and I didn't get a chance to watch it because I was working, so I didn't get a chance to see it. Um, but I do know they've been flirting with disaster. And if you keep flirting long enough, you're gonna get bit. You're gonna get bit, and uh, I'm telling you, TCU to me is gonna lose at some point. Um, whether it's now or in the Big Twelve championship game, they're gonna lose. TCU is not going unblemished. They're not. I'm sorry, they're not. Um, if I'm wrong, I'll come back and say I'm wrong. If they get through the next three weeks and don't lose, I'll say I'm wrong. But I don't see it happening. So if that happens, then they they're gonna be out. All right, Tennessee's going to win both their games. They got the Gamecocks. It's basically how many points is Tennessee going to score? Is really what it is with South Carolina. They're wearing the creamsicle. They're wearing the creamsicle unis, the orange helmets. Do you see that? No, are they? They're wearing orange helmets. Yeah. Well, I did see a I did see a South Carolina uh, person that I know post on Facebook and say South Carolina's right where they want to be, playing two teams that are fighting their way into the college football playoff to close out the year. <laughs> 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 that's pretty funny that is tough that is a i mean this might be the uh uh man this is a tough year for the for the orange crush to come into play for them i mean they have they have a lot of injuries right now and it is the pieces together going down the stretch yeah no no it is but hey you know what i don't feel sorry for them because they they that's just, that's what they asked for when they joined that conference so you know don't feel sorry for them i don't want you hearing you using an excuse but we play in the sec I don't care. Next man up, you do what you do. You knew what you were getting into. I don't care. Stop using that as an excuse. Everybody else plays in it. Florida plays in the SEC. You don't ever hear them say, well, we play in the SEC. You don't hear Florida say that, right? Hell, I don't even hear Vandy say it. Now, I don't hear Vandy say anything hardly, but I, but I don't hear well, them Vandy, even say it. Vandy said something on Saturday. They, they did. They beat Kentucky's Saturday. ass, unfortunately, because, uh, you know, me and you are partial to Kentucky. Uh, it's been a tough of, year for the Big Blue Nation. Everybody. It's been a tough year for Big Blue, no doubt. Um, so let's just say this. Now, here's the scenario I'm going to paint out. TCU loses one of these yeah. games. LSU loses to Georgia in the SEC championship game. Handily. Southern Cal loses one of these next three games. Okay, which is possible. It's it's not impossible that they lose both of these next. And two. then I already mentioned Clemson's. If Clemson wins out, and that includes a win over North Carolina in the ACC championship game, Clemson jumps Alabama automatically. Right. So Clemson jumps Alabama because of the data point. Clemson jumps Southern Cal because Southern Cal's going to lose in this scenario. Clemson mm-hmm. jumps LSU because LSU's going to lose in this scenario. TCU drops out. Now here's what comes. Here's the interesting thing. Out. This is what the College Football Playoff Committee. If this is a possibility. This could happen. You're going to have Georgia's in, Ohio State, Michigan winners in, and then you got Tennessee with one loss, Clemson with one loss, Michigan or Ohio State with one loss, and that's it right there. So you got now. Which of those three? Does it get, which one of those three does it get in? Now I'll tell you who I think gets if, in. If you're looking at the resume, if you're looking at the resume and who you beat, 
then Clemson would have to get in over the Ohio State Michigan. Lose. Clemson just won't get in because of that winner. Because of that, Clemson gets in because a one-loss conference champion has gotten in every time. That's true. So true. I, it's hard for them to deny a one-loss conference champion in because of the precedent. Because yes, so I think Clemson gets in. Now it's Tennessee, Michigan, and I guarantee you who gets in over Tennessee, Michigan. It's Tennessee. It's Tennessee because of what you just said. The resume, the quality wins. Quality wins. Non-conference win. That non-conference win against Pittsburgh, that's a good non-conference win for Tennessee. Yeah. Michigan don't have anything like that on there where they went on the road and played a Power 5 non-conference team. They don't have anything like that on there. So that's a good win for Tennessee. Um, So Tennessee gets in over Michigan. And so in this scenario, your number one seed would be Georgia. Let's just say Ohio State wins. Ohio State would be your number two seed. Tennessee would be your number three seed. Clemson would be your number four seed. The reason Tennessee's the three seed is because they don't want a repeat of Clemson of Georgia, Tennessee. They don't want Clemson, they rather get that rematch because let's be honest, Clemson, Georgia rematch in a game in a in a playoff game is not only gonna sell a lot of tickets for the Peach Bowl, it's gonna (laughs) be it's gonna be, be a big TV market down here in the South. Well, yeah, you got two Southern powers playing in a game. There, that's going to both mark the Atlanta market and the Greenville Spartanburg market will kill it, and the Birmingham market. That's all they'll be watching. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean that's the game they'll watch, even if what we think might happen to, in the outcome, um, it, it doesn't matter. But it's also a rivalry game, and that makes it even better because you're putting Clemson and Georgia in as a rivalry game into the playoffs. If you're the college football playoff, you can't ask for better than that. No, you're not wrong. You know, it'd be fun. It'd be fun. It'd be fun. The lead up of it would definitely be fun. Yes, we'll leave that alone. But the, the, I think that would be that's that's what I in that scenario is what I think is to happen now. But I, I still think that that, I still think you're threading the needle a little bit. I, I think Southern Cal losing one of these next three is very, very possible, given what we just walked through in their schedule. Mm -hmm. I mean, they got to play. UCLA in a high-profile prof- high rivalry game. That's the best that rivalry's going to have been in a decade. Yeah. And then they got to play Notre Dame at home in a, a ranked matchup. It's going to be one of the best games in that series in mm-hmm. a decade. Too. So they, they got two tough games left on their schedule. Lucky for them, they get to play both of them in Los Angeles, uh, one of them just down the street. But it's a rivalry uh, game, though. But still. But it's not a true road game. No, it's not a true road game, but it's a rivalry game. Yeah. But I'm saying it's not. It's I. I think it's probable that USC loses one of those two. I think. I think they lose this weekend. I th- yeah, I think I, that's probable. If I'm a betting man and I'm not, I'm putting money on on UCLA. I think UCLA are, beats them. If you are, go to BetOnline.ag to place that bet. Absolutely. Way to way to give a shout out there, Alex. Absolutely. Go to BetOnline.ag if you are a betting man and go place a bet on that. But let me throw this scenario out to you. Let's say this: mm-hmm. LSU beats Georgia. Okay, so LSU beats Georgia, um, and then everything else that I talked about happens. Who gets in the playoffs? So in that scenario, you would have undefeated Ohio State, right? Uh, you would have at number by number one seed. Then you'd have um, one loss Georgia. You'd have one loss Michigan. <laughs> 
you'd have one loss Tennessee and you have two loss LSU and one loss Clemson. Two, oh gosh. So I think Georgia gets in. So do you I think, think Tennessee gets or do you think LSU gets left out as a conference champion with two losses? Yes, and I'll tell you why. Because the two loss team doesn't make it into the playoff. It's happened before. Everybody forgets about it. It's happened Auburn? before. No. Penn State in 2017 college football playoffs. In 2016 season, Penn State won the Big Ten. They beat Ohio State, won the Big Ten, but they lost to Pittsburgh, and they lost, got blown out by number four Michigan in that season. And both of those losses are – those Those losses are very similar very to similar LSU to losing to Florida State. And Ole who's, Miss. who's ranked and then getting blown out by uh, Tennessee. Yeah. And so very similar. Okay. So this is what I think happens. That scenario. I think Georgia gets in because Georgia's been up there all year. I, don't, I think there's no way Georgia's not in the playoffs. Georgia gets in the playoffs. Ohio State's in. I think Tennessee's in. And then it comes down do they take Michigan, Clemson? Or LSU? Man. It just, I don't think, this is another reason why I don't think LSU gets in. This is just me. Because two SEC teams are already in. Right. And it's like. Well, here's the thing. And there's though. a precedent has been set. Penn State's if, already done it. If it's, they do that, if they do that, it's a dream, dream scenario for these people. Because then they can just go ahead and force through the expansion next year. Yeah. I mean, they can, maybe it is, and maybe that's expansion. maybe that's what they do. Maybe that's they would what force expansion next year. Now, if ESPN had their way, ESPN's like we're going to slide you an extra hundred thousand dollars or million dollars or whatever to make sure it's three SEC teams because they deserve it because it's the SEC and it's wonderful. It just means more because it just means more to have the SEC in here. So, man, I just will. I'm I'm just still not sold necessarily that in this scenario that the committee just based off of the way that they've done the rankings this year would not give preference well here's another to thing to point the out the loser of ohio state michigan in a close game here, i'm just here, not sold that that's not what they here, would do here here's 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 the thing here's why lsu i think clemson has a case to get in over two of our two loss lsu in that scenario i agree with that who is one of lsu's losses Florida State, who Clemson beat, well, on the basically, race. but ba- where did L- Florida State beat LSU in a de facto home game? In, but in exactly the- a de facto. And anybody who and it, look, the playoff committee especially people ain't stupid. The they know State New Orleans is LSU. New Orleans, especially, is- especially this year. This yeah. isn't like a Florida State team coming off a national championship that would travel everybody to New Orleans. Right. So my point being is, there's a common opponent. Common opponents matter when you start yeah. looking at one team to another team. So, yes, people will say, yeah, but Will, that win over Georgia will give them more precedence than losing to Florida State. Well, it should if there was only one loss, but there's two losses. And you cannot ignore two losses. I also want to go on the record saying that I don't think LSU is going to beat Georgia. 
I no, mean, they're it, not. That's if not going to happen. If it happens, you can go back and clip this and put it on social media and right. get attacked by all the all the Bayou Bengals. But I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen either. So um, I'm with you 100%. But that's the one scenario. But, I mean, I think there's I, – I, I would hope the committee wouldn't let three SEC teams in. I would hope so. I think Tennessee deserves to get in. I do. I think when you look at their wins and who they beat, Tennessee deserves to get in. I have no issues if Tennessee makes the playoff. I think Georgia deserves to get in because they beat Tennessee and they've done everything they're supposed to at this point. But LSU got hammered at home by Tennessee. They lost to a Florida State team who's good but not great. Yeah. Who Clemson beat handedly in Tallahassee. Yeah. You So you're going to ignore Clemson's win altogether just because LSU upset Georgia? I mean, that's just – that's not fair. You're, you're like you're – like, you're punishing Clemson – for one loss, and you're rewarding LSU. Well, for the two. other, the other thing that you're going to give Clemson is that if if North Carolina goes and handles business, then like you they got should, a top ten win mainly, then you're going to have a top ten ACC championship matchup. Right. If you don't have a top ten ACC championship matchup, I would have way bigger issues with this committee than I already do. If North Carolina is not in the top ten. Winning out and have being a one loss team. Well, if everything goes chalk, I don't know if they can get the top ten. If everybody keeps going chalk. Because Utah and Southern Cal have already played. But LSU, LSU doesn't play. Um, I mean, you look at Oregon. Oregon lost to Washington. And in this scenario, I mean, do we – I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Well, that's the whole thing. Who knows? There's three games and a lot can happen in three weeks. And a lot's going to happen in three weeks. talking about that, which is worse. I mean, then you're looking at Washington and Notre Dame with a committee right 17 and 18. Notre Dame. It's to go on the road, be the top ten USC. I mean, we can go if ands and buts all day on this. Yeah, it, that's why could. it's fun. That's, that's why it's fun. That's why it's fun. And you know what you can do if you want to go have some fun? You can go to Tip It Back Sports Grill, two fifteen Pelham Road in Greenville, South Carolina. It's the place to be this football season. If you're not going there, and you live in the Greenville area near Pelham Road, and you're not going there, something's wrong with you. I'm sorry. I'm wondering if you're a football fan. Um, because because if it's college football you want, Tippeback Sports Grill has it. Um, if it's uh, the NFL you want, Tippeback Sports has it. They got all the Clemson and South Carolina games and all the games from the ACC and SEC on. So go check out uh, Tippeback Sports Grill at 215 Pelham Road in Greenville, South Carolina. Um, Tippeback Sports is located at the Commons in Pelham. It's open seven days a week. On Mondays, it's Twisted Trivia Night as well as Monday Night Football. Thursdays, they have karaoke starting at 8 p.m. Why there's live music on Fridays. Every Saturday, as I mentioned, is reserved for college football all day long. They will have karaoke at 8 p.m. as well with the games on. And then on Sundays, it's designated for the NFL, and in particular, it's designated for the Pittsburgh Steelers as Tippetback Sports Bar Grill. Tippetback Sports Grill, excuse me, is your home for the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's a Pittsburgh Steelers bar part of Steelers Nation. So go see Tim Cinco and his team over at Tippett Back Sports Grill, located at the Commons at Pelham. It's the place to be for all your college and NFL action this season. All right, so we're going to talk a little bit about Miami, and then we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the possible – well, not possible, it's going to be the ACC championship game between Clemson and North Carolina. That will be on December 3rd, ABC – I believe it's the eight eight o'clock kickoff. I believe um, I just put in my credential request for that today, Alex. So 
he was hoping. Um, <laughs> so, but anyway, like be all right. Clemson like Miami, real fast, Alex, because I know you got to go cover some basketball stuff tonight. So I'm gonna get you out of here. Um, Clemson Miami, your thoughts on this game? Um, this is a game where I think a lot of people are just thinking. I mean, Clemson's a 19 point favorite. I mean, so we kind of all got an idea. Man, it's so weird just saying like Clemson's a 19 point favorite to Miami. I know Miami hadn't been good this year, and I know they've had their problems over the years, but it's still hard for me. You know, it's still hard for me to see that. And so, you know, part of me is like, oh, come on, this is going to be a better game than that. What do you think? Uh, I mean, this Miami team has just been so weird this year. I mean, up and down. I, yeah, up and down, but even their ups aren't, haven't been. Hadn't got very high on the ups. No. I mean, their best game this year was a 27 24 loss to North Carolina at home. I mean, your best game is a loss. That's bad. I mean, it, it really was their best game, unless you're saying their best game was winning at Georgia Tech last week. Well, that it was only that was a good win because their defense made some plays. And I will say this: their defense has given them a chance to win a lot of games, even that North Carolina game. But Do they, they have played, but they've been so inconsistent too. I they're mean, horrible on offense. They got they got drummed by Middle Tennessee. Yeah, on they defense. did. I mean, they got drummed by Duke on defense. They did. I mean, that was just a couple got, weeks ago. They got, they got waxed by Florida State on they defense. Did. That they one, did. at least Florida State has a has a good offense and a prolific quarterback. But, I mean, that was their homecoming game, a rivalry game. I mean, that's – First of all, why are they putting their rivalry game as a homecoming game? That's the first mistake. What in the world are you thinking on that? <laughs> why do you – why are you playing Florida State for a homecoming? <laughs> you should have – well, who else would you have played? Middle Tennessee State for homecoming? I mean, that wouldn't have went so well. Either. North Carolina. <laughs> I mean, you played North Carolina. Because the whole will, point of I homecoming think... is to get the alumni to come back for a game that they probably won't come back for. Yeah. You I know mean, what I'm saying? Martin, yeah. I mean, shoot. Would you, nobody goes to any games there. Well, that's um, a good point, too. But but Mario Cristobal is he's doing his darndest. I think – Maybe, I, I mean, clearly the expectations that people were given the program in year one under Cristobal were uh, a lot too high. Oh, man. I think if you're Miami, you're just trying to keep the pieces Then in the place. injuries. You, you look at the injuries, especially at quarterback. We don't know, is, is Van Dyke going to play this week or yeah. is it going to be the true freshman Brown? Are they going to play the Garcia kid? We well, don't yeah. know who they're going like to play. You're just trying to keep the pieces together if you're Miami coming no. in this game. And Clemson is trying to prove a point. I mean, they went out last week and they played a, a quarterback with one hand. Uh, and, and Literally. Literally. And it, and it helped them a lot in that game. And they played well on both sides of the ball for the majority of that game. But uh, I think if you're Clemson, you're still going into this game wanting to prove a point. No, I think uh, you, you, if uh, you're Clemson, you are trying to prove – okay, just offensively for Clemson, they have to play a clean game. They haven't played one in a long time. You know, last week they turned the ball over, what, three times? Um, it wasn't a clean game. Uh, you know, they did score 31 points. That's good. They ran for 248 yards. That's good. But you had three turnovers. I mean, that's not good. You know, um, so you got to clean that up. That's, as Dabo said, that's nine turnovers in three games. Nine turnovers in three games. The Clemson offense hasn't played well since the end of the third quarter of Florida State game. Yeah. That's, they that's, played. They played better this past week. They played in, better in terms of production. Yes, moving they the did. Football. 
They did. And scoring in the red zone. But if they're gonna, but if they want to make sure when you're playing a team like Miami, you can't give them any hope. Right. You got to go in there and just do like you did to Louisville, drive the ball right down the field and just say, nope, not today. This is not your day. We're gonna make sure it's not your day. That's what they didn't do against Syracuse. I don't know what the hell that was at Notre Dame, you know. And then and then last week they did show some authority. I even wrote about it on Clemson SI that they look like Clemson. They look like the intimidator. Jack Lambert had a saying back in the day when he was at the Steelers, um, when they played in Super Bowl 10, uh, uh, Harris, uh, the Cliff Harris, the guy, the, the, the safety for the Cowboys, the Steelers kicker missed the, the field goal. And so he goes over, Cliff Harris goes over to him and starts patting the Steeler guy on the helmet. And Jack Lambert saw it, who was on the specials team, saw it. And he went over there, grabbed Cliff Harris, and slung him to the ground and then pointed to him, stood over him and pointed to him like, no. And what he said to him was this, we are the intimidator. You don't intimidate us. And from that point on, the Steelers kicked Dallas's ass. That was the, that was the moment that changed the game. Mm-hmm. That's what Clemson did last week. They answered the call because they got intimidated by, by Notre Dame. They got pushed around, beat up, and bullied. Last week they came back and they just took over. They just said, nope, we're going to dominate this game. We're going to make you scared and you're going to look scared. Well, and I Louisville think you, did. I think you too. Last week you had the you had the orange britches factor last week too. You, you, know, you, were, you were playing to secure the division. You don't want to share it. You were going out there and you were playing for something. This week you don't have as clear – of a definition of you don't have a championship. You are playing game. for something though. You are. You are. It's just not. I'd like sweet. to see Dabo come out in the all orange because you are playing for something. Right. You're playing but for a spot I, in the college football playoff. And you are. This is a playoff game. But this is because if you lose, they, you're eliminated. It, it, you may be going to the ACC championship game, but if Clemson loses these next two games, they're done. Right. So I'm like, if I'm Dabo, put the orange britches on again, man. Let's go. All orange, baby. Hey, Let's I, do it. If I'm if I'm Dabo, I'm coming back in in the purple tops of the orange britches again. I mean, it worked last You week. stop that blasphemy. <laughs> you stop it. Don't be saying oh, stuff like that. I'm just playing. But it, in terms of what this game means to Clemson, you just want to see Clemson go out and be dominant in a game they should be dominant in. Yeah. You want to see Clemson go That's out. That's what my point is, yep. Want to see him score early and often. You want to see the defense get three and outs and get off the field. You want to see the offense get good field position because of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just want to see Clemson take care of business when they should. And this is a week that they should. And next week is probably also a week that they should. And and you just haven't seen this Clemson team go out and for four quarters, take care of the football, and just pound somebody. And that's what you want to see this week. You saw progress toward that end last week against Louisville. But like you said, the turnovers, there were some bleak spots in that game too, but they took care of business. But you Mm -hmm. want to see Clemson just open up a can this week and really start to turn that corner and show the team that they can be. Because I I still think they can be a better football team than they have been to this point. And I want to see the defense not give up a fourth-quarter touchdown. Can they just do that for me? Can the defense just – not give up any more fourth quarter touchdowns. Well, can the offense go the length of the field if they have to and score one to put it out of reach? I, mean, that's I, well, I, I like to see that too, but more so, we've been seeing it's more look as much crap as everybody gives the offense and deservedly so at times. At times, because I thought nine of the ten games, Brandon Streeter's called a pretty damn good game. 
in nine of the ten games. The only one that he didn't was Notre Dame. And and then that, that was it. But I'm going to tell you, defense has been inconsistent all year. All year. The offense has been pretty consistent for the most part. And everybody gives it crap. And I understand they don't like the bubble screens, and I get it. It hadn't been pretty, and I'm not saying it hadn't been pretty. Week, last week, with the exception of the turnovers, I love the game plan. I did I too. Like confident reads, uh, simplifying things to some yeah. degree for DJ. They've done that passing routes. They've done that all year. They've they, yeah. the, the offense for the they with the exception of one on game. The yeah, they, they did. The they did. And so that's kind of where my point is. But defense has been inconsistent all year. But nobody brings that up except me and LeBron. Me and LeBron talk about all the time. Because I guess because we love defense, but the deep Clemson defense has been disappointing to me. And the most disappointing thing to me has been the offense. The offense will go down and score. The defense will play two great plays. They'll get a team behind the sticks, and then they give up a long, a long third down conversion. Exactly. And they might get the stop on the next series, but you're you're giving the offense the ball inside the twenty. You're giving them field position at their own fifteen. Yep. And they got to go the length of the field. And that's probably been, I guess, why maybe it hasn't been as noticeable for people is maybe they don't understand how how defense works or the importance of getting off the field in a way that, that you do or definitely in the way that LeVon It affects does. the but, offense. It affects how the offense the most, plays. That's been the most disappointing thing for this defense is just giving up that one play on a drive that eats up a little bit more clock. And like the 44-yard run last week. Yeah. They're like stoning them. They're stoning them on every play, and then they get yeah. the run. If you look at the stats last week for Louisville, Louisville had 400 yards of offense. I think 65 of it came on the last drive of the first half when they were playing prevent and doing whatever. And then the last two possessions, they got like 140 yards. So of their 400, 200 came on three possessions. Two at the end of the game. So yeah. it's like that's where you got to like stonewall it. Because there's no reason for Louisville to have 400 yards total offense on you in that game. Clemson yeah. dominated it. So when I saw 400 yards, I'm like, where the hell did that come from? So I went and looked yeah. it up. Seriously. Came off those and three it was, drives. It was, and it was the chunk plays, like you're talking about the 44-yard drive, the long third down conversion. Or the 31-yard touchdown pass on fourth down. Yeah, yeah. It's those, it's those late, in a, late in a drive, late in a series, late in a set of downs plays that have been the most frustrating for this mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, Alex, that kind of sets us up for this before we end this podcast today. We we talked about, like, the defense has been inconsistent and they give up chunk plays. Well, I th- we think they're going to beat uh, Miami this week. We think they're going to beat South Carolina. And then we can do this. The players and coaches can. But we can look ahead a little bit. Well, they play North yeah. Carolina in the AC Championship game. And, I, Alex, as of right now, today's date is uh, November the what? Um, 16th, 16th, right? November the 16th. I'm going to go ahead and say this. As of November 16th, North Carolina is going to win its first ACC title since 1980. Yeah. On this date, right now, as I sit here right now, Clemson hasn't shown me anything for me not to believe that when that game is played on December 3rd. Now, they can change that the next couple of weeks. But right now, I say North Carolina is going to be a major problem for Clemson. I think if if Clemson's playing North Carolina – this weekend, instead of Miami, I think they ought to be shaking in their boots. Yes, agree. <laughs> Looking, staring at this team. I mean, this is a team that averages 505 yards of total offense a game. They have one of the best quarterbacks in the country. Maybe the I mean, best. literally, in every statistical category, he's in the top five, and he's tied for first in a couple. I mean, I, he's had 
as much of a Heisman season as anybody. Probably and he just doesn't season. throw the ball. Yeah. He runs he's it, got, too. He's got the ability to use his feet. They have dynamic wide receivers that they can hit in space. I mean, this is a team that looks – I mean, their, their, worst, their only loss was to Notre Dame, too, and they didn't look good in that game. And it was earlier in the year, and people discounted them because that was the Notre Dame team that had just lost to Marshall. Correct. So people discounted North Carolina because of when that loss fell. They're not getting the same, I guess, kind of respect that Clemson was for when their loss to Notre Dame fell. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, this is a this is a really good football team that they're going to be playing in a couple weeks, and they're well coached. Nobody nobody doubts that Mac Brown's one of the best football coaches in the country right now. And man, he's got weapons. He's got to stall horses. Drake May is a scary guy to to, to game plan for. If you're West now, that's Denver. the bad news. That's the bad news. Now, the good news is. <laughs> North Carolina's defense is awful. Yeah, I mean, they give I mean, up 460.9 yards per game. That's right. That's the thing that and how many have. rushing yards do they give up per game? Curious on that one. They give up 179.1 rushing yards. So this is 4.6 yards per carry, and they get 4.5. So they're giving up more than they get. Right. So game. just looking at this early, if Clemson can control the ball and take care of the football – that means no stupid turnovers, no fumbles that'll return ninety yards for touchdowns or interceptions that'll return ninety six yards. You can't, can't give them extra possessions. You can't. Yeah. Can't give up special teams touchdown. Can't give up a defensive touchdown. No. If they because they won't be able to survive that against this. They won't offense. be able to come back. They won't no. be able to come. Back. But if they can control the ball, run the football, then I think Clemson can do some things on offense against North Carolina. And keep mostly keep Martin. The best defense is to keep that Drake May on the sideline. Yeah, I mean, the that, best that, defense is to to pound that ball to Phil Moffa and to pound that ball to Will Shipley and to pound that ball with DJ Uyunglele uh-huh. and keep Drake May sitting on the sideline, let his hands. Hey, get and, and Will, I love that you work on Will Shipley. I love that you work on hurdling and stuff like that because you know they are spectacular plays. But dude, work on hanging on to the football. Okay, <laughs> three fumbles in the last couple of weeks. That's not acceptable, man. That's not yeah. you got to you got to hang on to the football, take care of that football, um, like it's a baby. I mean, don't lose that thing. Do not, because in these next couple games that they're playing, starting this week with Miami, you can't give any of these teams hope. Yeah. In a fumble that kills a drive, it gives an extra possession to a team like North Carolina, you're gonna just create nothing but hope. And um, and and dude, look, I'm gonna be honest with you, Alex. I hate North Carolina, dude. I hate North Carolina so bad that we go back to our conversation at the Palmetto Bowl. That's why I call Carolina, Carolina, because I hate North Carolina. I don't like giving them credit for anything. I hate that baby blue. I can't stand it. I can't. They're, they're, you don't like the basketball, the basketball they're, they're, logo on a football helmet and all that stuff? That's my point. Clemson, you can't lose to a team that has a basketball logo on their uniform and also in their end zones on their football stadium, they're honoring their basketball coach all the time because they're putting his thing there, his little Argyle sweater stuff. Yeah, that's Dean Smith stuff. That's basketball crap in their football stadium. That'd be like Brownell allowing Dabo to put the uh, Howard's Rock in the middle of Little John. That's what that's like, okay? I mean, that's the equivalent to it. I mean, it's just ridiculous. So Clemson, please – don't lose to those snot bubbles in the AC championship game. Don't do that to me. Don't do that to Alex. Don't do that to anybody in Clemson. Don't do it. I mean, I mean, Drake may, may be a great quarterback. And I it, it, wish him all the best, but 
Hey, Dude, don't, Clemson, don't let it happen. But this not is Charlotte, just, not with all those baby blue people around. Gosh, please don't do it. It's just to the point, though, that over these next two weeks, uh, the biggest point of emphasis for Clemson against teams that they should beat handily is that they need they need to figure out how to be dominant. They need to figure out how to put together complete games. And, and we'll see if Clemson can do that on Saturday against Miami. If you want to be in the college football playoff, that's what you need to do. Clemson needs to win out, take care of business first, and then – and then, you know, look good doing it if you can. And um, and then just hope all those scenarios we threw out there happen um, and you uh, take care of business against the North Carolina team. So, Alex, that was fun, man. I appreciate you joining us, buddy, for this filling in for LeVon and coming in there. You're not, you're not uh, you know, a future Hall of Famer middle linebacker, but you did okay. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. You know, I, don't, I should I say don't, pro don't, football Hall of Famer because he is already a Hall of Famer in every other aspect. He just needs to get one, just one more to go. But – so just the jacket. I just want the jacket. You just want the yellow jacket. So does the bond. <laughs> well, hey man, we'll try to get you a yellow jacket. Major <laughs> Harris is not as scared as me as he is of Levon Kirkland. I can tell you that much. Who's that? Major Harris. Major Harris. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is so true. So with that, for Alex Dodd, I'm Will Vandervoort. We'll talk to you next week on Believing Clemson Football with Levon Kirkland. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.